spirituality, you know, how we think about our own selves developing, the sort of story, the myth that we set uh, our lives in, the sort of context that we, uh, that we make for, for our lives. So just thinking of these as four areas. I think, you know, typically, and this is a characterisation, typically in the industrial growth society, there's a sort of gulf between them. So this is a sort of empty space. In that, um, thinking about these within one person, quite often one's ideas about spirituality are quite separate from one's ideas about uh, politics. People have the idea, for example, that, um, that their religion is a, a completely private matter, uh, that it doesn't particularly impact um, on uh, well, who they vote for um, or, or what they represent economically. You know, you can have people... Uh, uh, you know, professing uh, to be deeply religious and yet working for an armaments uh, factory. Um, likewise, uh, knowledge or science or technology can be quite separate from that. Art and music and culture can again. W- what happens is that we can sort of compartmentalise in our lives, in our in our thinking. Um, between different areas, these different areas of our lives. For some of them, they may be more joined up than others. Um, but potentially, at least, there's this great gulf because we don't, there's not a great language in our culture to join these up. There's not a great sort of precedent uh, to, to, to join these up. Um, or what happens, in a way, that these can become sort of self-referential systems of their own with their own language, their own sort of objectives that are unrelated to the others. So um, spirituality can be uh, about self-development, but seeing the self as sort of separate in a way, uh, not seeing the self as a, a part of a bigger network. Um, or spirituality can be about just um, sort of rehearsing uh, inherited dogma that we've, we've got from our parents um, and just sort of holding to that. Um, the realm of, of arts and music and culture, again, it can be self-referential. Um, you know, that, that realm of art that can only be appreciated by other people in the know. Um, or it's just about self-expression for its own sake. Um, not really referring to any sort of higher values. Or you can have the sort of academic realm of knowledge for knowledge's sake. You know, that sort of academic idea of, of knowing everything about one tiny uh, specialism, just for its own sake. Um, or political power for its own sake. You know, people just... Um, wanting to get power because that's the thing to do you know these worlds become worlds on their own um, or they become subsumed to money uh, so in the economic sphere this is a, a classic thing where 
you know, so much of, of our world today is all about, you know, the bottom line uh, is profit, profit for shareholders, you know, the, the, the world of the, the multinational corporations and so on. And this can also, this in a way can become, uh, can sort of infect these other realms um, where, uh, well, art becomes something that, that is done for money. Um, or um, or technology uh, is just used in order to increase profit or increase someone's power uh, or defend someone's power. Um, you also, in the realm of the arts and music, quite often it just becomes about a sort of entertainment, quite sort of bland. Uh, sort of anaesthetic effect um, to, to keep us from the, the sort of alienation that results. Because the, the effect of this sort of compartmentalization on the individual is just a sort of division, an alienation and a, a depletion of our power uh, in a way. We're, we're missing out on something if these things aren't um, sort of joined together uh, in some way. So um, turning to how this might be, um, is joining all of these in a, uh, a mandala. Um, so the implication of these being joined together is that they are all serving some sort of uh, common uh, uniting uh, purpose. Okay. Uh, so that we can start thinking of this just in terms of um, of the individual, um, what it might feel like to be an individual, where you've got all of these powers. Um, sort of pointing in the same direction, as it were. For a community, let's say the Earth community, what, what may or may not come about as a result of this great, great turning. Um, well, what, what would be at the centre? You know, what would characterise uh, this Earth community? How would an Earth community uh, that we need to come about how would, it, how would it be different uh, to the society that we have uh, at the moment? Um, I think the, the main thing is that there would be a clear goal, a clear purpose at the centre, um, which perhaps you could de uh, define in different ways. Perhaps it would just be a, a, a culture that has human growth and human development at its centre. Um, a, a, a vision of what it is to be human. Um, a, a vision of the development of a human being through their, the different sort of stages of their life. Uh, the need that we have for spiritual growth. Uh, the need that we have um, the need that we have in a way in order to be fully human 
you know, we need to have purpose. We need to, to serve. So this community needs to be somewhere where everyone can find their particular way of serving uh, other people. It also needs to be a society that is uh, in harmony with nature, where uh, sustainability is just sort of second nature. Uh, respect for the earth, reverence for life um, are at the centre. From a Buddhist point of view, uh, what's at the centre is awakening. Uh, so it's awakening from our limited states of, um, of craving or of hatred uh, or, or just sort of not seeing ignorance. Just a good way of um, translating ignorance in a way is just not looking uh, the fact that in this world so much we, we spend a lot of our times looking the other way um, so the, the new, the earth community needs to be some, a, a culture that values uh, awareness that values the courage to look at things as they really are that values the, uh, the ideal of, of liberation from whatever limits us uh, as human beings and I think each of these spheres would then look very different. Um, so the political economic sphere. Um, well, uh, certainly, you know, the average business, instead of being focused on uh, profit at the end of the day, uh, would be focused on the development of its workers. Um, the actual uh, providing a context for those working there um, to, to grow and develop uh, for, for right livelihood. Um, it would also be naturally ethical uh, in that it would look at the whole sort of supply chain and the, the, the effects uh, of its actions. So uh, it would be a very, very different model from what we have uh, nowadays. Likewise, the, the political sphere. Um, well, you know, imagine uh, a sort of political structure that was geared towards um, human development. I think intrinsically it would just look very different. It would be much less centralised. It would be more about valuing uh, people's uh, participation and, and community. Um, it would be less about, this is using uh, Chris Johnston's phrase, less about power over people and more power with uh, people, power through people. A much more um, collective vision of, of, of what leadership in, in society means. The realm of knowledge and science and technology. Well, again... Um, at the moment, they tend to be quite sort of runaway. You know, research is done uh, at the behest of profit-making institutions. Um, and any sort of ethical implications of that tend to be a bit of an afterthought. And it's almost like, um, you know, technology happens and we don't have much sort of hold uh, over it. So even if this just meant that the 
the whole sort of systems of, of research in science and technology were actually subsumed to, to human need and not to profit, well, that, that would be quite a vastly different world. Can I take questions at the end? Can I make a point? Yeah. I think it's quite vital. Um, I'm an academic. Yeah. I'm a researcher in the School of Environmental Sciences yeah. at the University yeah. of Sangha. Yeah. My research is on biodiesel. It's funded by the government. Yeah. So I'd just like yeah. to highlight that there are things yeah. happening already. Oh, absolutely. That, you know, that is part of the great turning. Fantastic. Uh, I think what I'm giving here, as I said, is a bit of a characterisation. Uh, of what we need to turn from towards what we need to, to go to, what we, the, the sort of vision that we need to move towards. Uh, it's not saying that we're not already going along that, that path. Um, the realm of, sort of art and, and culture, well again that would be... Um, supportive of the sort of values that we need in earth community uh, of you know the values of um, of human growth of human development of beauty um, and finally spirituality again it would be uh, spirituality not as some sort of private affair not something that is, is sort of made exclusive by dogma. Um, it's something that, that, that needs to be accessible to, to all. Um, and that, that sees itself um, as, as part of a much bigger... This world sees itself as part of a, a much bigger... Uh, well, as part of the whole, uh, the whole world. So, um, well, according to the principle of, of emergence, um, or, or the, the image of the mandala, is that what happens when these different systems, as it were, join up and become part of one system, is that energy is released. Um, or to put it in terms of emergence, actually, if we just join up these areas, um, then we don't know exactly what's going to happen. It can only be a good thing. <laughs> um, but the, um, we never know what sort of earth community is going to arise uh, out of this. We can have ideas about it. But the exciting thing is that, um, that uh, well, these join together and, and release power, uh, release energy and creativity. Um, so this is something of a magical process, you know. If we, it's a bit like a, a sort of process of nuclear fusion, if you don't mind me using that, that analogy. Um, is that um, the, the different uh, corners of the of the mandala come together? So in, in the in the Buddhist uh, mandala of the five Buddhas, these are represented by five different Buddhas with five different kinds of, of wisdom, um, uh, which in a way equates to what, what, I've, what I've put here, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the earth-touching Buddha, the Buddha of, of wisdom, Akshobhya, um, the, the jewel 
uh, the jewel-born Buddha, who is a sort of protector of art and culture. Um, the Buddha of, of meditation and compassion, Amitabha. And um, Amoga Siddhi, the, the deep green Buddha um, of um, uh, unlimited success uh, and power. So in, the, in this five Buddha mandala, these, these five sort of fuse together and become a sort of white hot, uh, pure white light of, of the central Buddha of Vairocha. And that, that, in a way, is a symbol to me of what happens when these powers of ours can sort of come together uh, in this creative, uh, emergent um, way. Um, I also just want to refer to um, th- this vision of um, human growth and development being at the centre of the of the mandala, being at the centre of the great earth community mandala, what that might mean. Um, I think one thing um, is that uh, it would very naturally respect um, the needs that we have at different stages of our lives. Um, in a much more wholesome way than we do at the moment. Um, so again, to characterise how things can be, and it is a characterisation, um, that um, you know, children, for example, very young children, uh, can be just sort of shunted to one side while the parents do other things, go off to work. Um, and actually, you know, the, the developmental needs of babies and young children are absolutely vital. David, David Corton, in his book called, called The Great Turning, uh, talks about this, that in a way, if we've just got one generation right, um, then it, it would actually uh, solve a lot of the sort of social tensions and problems that we have. So that actually, a, a lot of the, the... What we need... Uh, as young as young children, um, just from a sort of physiological point of view, in terms of how the brain is developing uh, from the, the sort of limbic brain out to the neocortex and so on, I'm at the limits of my biological knowledge. Um, the, the, what we what we need uh, at that stage is the assurance that we we're living in a safe world. So we need a lot of stimulus, we need a lot of love, basically, um, a lot of a- attention. And basically, if we don't get that when we're young, then, um, in a way, we're always going to have some sort of, we're al- always going to be faced with some difficulties, uh, some lack. It's really, it's essential that, you know, children uh, are respected in terms of their developmental need at that time and as we grow up as we become adults well we need uh, a sense of power we need a sense of purpose you know we need to learn we need to find our skills our strengths Uh, we need to to find our place our niche uh, 
in which we can serve. Um, and then, and then moving on through the rest of life, we also need, when we become older, again, there's a tendency in uh, our society that the old people sort of get shunted uh, into a siding somewhere, um, that they're somehow inconvenient or they're, they're no longer useful, um, or at best they just sort of go off and play golf for a few decades. Um, whereas I think an earth community, uh, a community with um, human growth at, at the centre of the mandala, um, will, will, it will respect what our elders have to teach us. Uh, it will respect the, the wisdom uh, of elders. Uh, you know, it may even... Uh, have a particular sort of rite of passage for elders, and instead of being at the sidelines uh, of the community, they will be within the community. Um, and it may be that in order for all of those things to happen, for those different sort of needs at different times of our lives uh, to be respected and honoured, um, that well, the whole structure of society does need to be different. It needs to be um, a smaller scale community and maybe that will, maybe that will uh, evolve uh, as well. So um, tomorrow and uh, no, today, this evening at 8 o'clock and tomorrow um, I'm going to be leading a couple of rituals down in the ritual space on the field, which um, in a way they are the rituals uh, of uh, the earth community or of the great turning. They're the rituals that go with the talk. I haven't done a t-shirt, but there's, a, there's a, a talk and a ritual that sort of go together. Um, so in this evening's ritual, um, We'll be looking at these, these different powers within ourselves, or these different worlds that we have. I guess, you know, for some of us, some of us have particular strengths, don't we, in, in different quarters of the mandala. Uh, but I guess all of us have something in all of these. Um, but, but ritually, we'll be um, uh, reminding ourselves of those inside of ourselves. Uh, reminding ourselves of where they've come from. So reminding ourselves of, um, well, you know, perhaps the great, um, the great political or social or economic thinkers, or the great scientists, or the great uh, artists or musicians, or the great spiritual teachers from the past. We'll be reminding ourselves of what, of the great sort of strength that we've gained uh, from from those. Um, and also from, the, from uh, what we've gained from people who've taught us in all of these areas in our own lifetime. You know, our own primary school teachers uh, or, or lecturers or spiritual teachers. Um, and we'll be dedicating them to the centre of the mandala. Uh, and in a way, purifying them and dedicating them. Um, 
and then we'll be sort of invoking uh, the great turning. Um, so Vairochana, the, the pure white central Buddha, his symbol appropriately is a wheel. So it's very appropriate that that, that uh, in a way, we invoke him uh, in a way as the, the, the power uh, behind uh, the great turning. And in tomorrow night's ritual, we'll, we'll be doing something where we honour all the different sort of stages of our lives um, and again dedicate those uh, to the great turn. So um, I hope you'll, uh, you'll join me uh, for, those, for those rituals. It'll also link, I think, to some of the workshops that we'll be having in this space in the mornings as well. So it's a whole ensemble, the whole package. And as mentioned, um, at three o'clock this afternoon, if anyone would like to be involved with chanting music for the workshop, this, for the ritual this evening, you um, will be meeting to do go through a couple of chants. I know there's musicians around. Um, so if you go along the track past the showers, as far as you can go, there's a white bell tent at the end. So about three o'clock, very well. So just to, just to sum up, in a way, I think what, what we need to do in our own lives is uh, to kind of integrate uh, these different powers that we have, these different spheres uh, of our talents, our skills, dedicate them to this higher vision, and then kind of connect so that we're actually doing that in the context of the whole community as well. Um, and I think if, you know, if everyone did those three things, and that's perhaps a lifetime's work, that that in a way, that powers this great turning, uh, this um, in a way quite mysterious turnaround that we need to effect uh, in the world. So I'll, I'll leave it there.